I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. My name is Tristan Miller, the saucy sleuth. I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and check out a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse the unmatched selections of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's just that easy, folks. Go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod. Now... This uh, episode is based off of a, a novel by the same name, and I recommend you take a look at that. Um, if you are an Audible member also, um, not only do you have the wonderful, absolutely fantastic, Hugh Fraser at your disposal for the narrator, also Richard Armitage has been doing some exclusive, Audible exclusive versions of at least um, Peril at End House and Murder on... I believe, uh, which are the two I've stumbled across. Yes, and he does a decent Belgian accent. It sounds very different than uh, what Hugh does, but it's very good. And I think you yeah. can also get um, uh, Kenneth Branagh as well. Oh, interesting. For yes. yeah. obvious and reasons. What we, uh, yes, so the title of that audiobook that we are recommending would be Dumb Witness. Yes. Dumb Witness. That, that dialect accent you did just really went on a journey oh yeah i made a choice it changed i was like okay i'm bored yeah it kept going <laughs> like it kept evolving as you went it was Ooh. like the european soundscape oh yeah <laughs> by the end of it i was gonna try and get to danish um oh mm-hmm. um so it starts off with Poirot and Hastings, right? At the train. No. 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 It starts... Gosh, it can never start where it's supposed to. It still... starts with the hooded figure by, uh, <gasps> on the docks. Yeah? No. Yeah. A dog wakes up. A dog wakes up. The best way for any movie or yeah. television show to start with a dog. Honestly. Yes. Let's get into it. You love dogs. You get it all out now. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's this gorgeous little fox terror. Oh my goodness, he has oh, one boy. little ear that folds down all the time. And he has these very soulful eyes. Oh, heck. oh my gosh. Like, it's, it's a very cute pup, yeah. So expressive. It, it's such an expressive dog, mm -hmm. like in general. Yep. Very good and so well-trained and behaved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. So Genius so casting. Good. Yes. Uh, what was the dog's name? I saw it in the credits. Bob. Yes. But uh, Bob. the dog oh, that the played actual... the dog. Yes, the, the actor. actor dog. Yes. It was something like Snappy. I, I don't remember. Hoffa, if you can believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Tristan, you said earlier, get it all out now. There is absolutely no way <laughs> that that yeah. is going I to know. happen. <laughs> I know. It's a very cute dog. and It's most, I, I mean, it's. It. It is the titular character. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Once again, the, the episode is entitled Dumb Witness. And the entire time we were telling my dog that he is a dumb witness because he's Aww. stupid. He's very sweet, oh. very cute, but he is an idiot. Snubby. Um, snubby. Yes, snubby. that's the dog's name. And Bob, this dog in the, uh, in the show... Is not stupid like my dog. No. They meant that he can't talk. Yes. Um, also, in all the Facebook groups and the Reddit, everyone goes nuts for this dog. And I was like, when are we going to meet the dog? I know, yeah. Because they'll post photos. And I'm like, who is this dog? And here we are. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah, yeah we're Bob. at the dog. He wakes up from his Betty Bye basket, right? Yeah. Yes. And he follows around this like hooded and cloaked figure going through drawers. And they they pull out like a like a screwdriver or a knife or something. Like they a pull out thing. a nail to mm. get uh, a hole started in the wall. Mm -hmm. Where then they uh, put in um, a little eye. A, yeah, a screw eye affixed Ooh, into the eye. wall. Yeah. Yeah, screw I, not just the villain of We're Back. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, all I can think of now. This is probably the fourth <laughs> time we've mentioned that movie on the podcast. I love it so much. It's not good, but it's... <laughs> it is not. It's truly Don Bluth was going through something. Um, yeah. Honestly, if you didn't watch it as a child, you will not like it as an adult. <laughs> Because it's not good, but if you grew up with it, there's a great fondness for it. Yeah. I read the book. There's a book? What? We're Back, A Dinosaur Story? Yeah. 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 What? Yes. (laughs) It's based on a book. I had no idea. Nor I. Why? (laughs) The book is great. Is it? Okay, you have to watch the movie then, because I need to know how okay. how true to the book this film is. Okay. I might need a refresher on the book, too. Not oh, very. It can't, but if it is, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's oh. not a long book. It is a children's book. Okay, then this All is right. a... I can already tell you, this is a departure. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh my gosh. So Palpatine is shuffling around, (laughs) hooded and cloaked. I will now put a screw eye in the wall. Sure, yes. uh, And then Bob starts a yapping. Yeah, and then he runs off to the dock by himself, and he knows how to get there, and he doesn't need anybody's help. He's a good boy. Yes, I was extremely distracted during the opening sequence because the dog was cute, so I didn't absorb any of that. I'm very glad you all did. Yeah. I was um, just like, dog, dog, dog. That was going to be my summary of the opening sequence. And then the dog comes back into the house and starts yapping at the person, right? And then uh, they scoop them. Or am I confusing that with later? No. No, I'm confusing it with you're later. Correct. No, you're correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She scoops him up, or they scoop them up, this figure. Um, and then who is the woman in the bed? Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. Or is Minnie. Like, yes. Minnie Driver is there. If only. And Minnie Driver says, Driver. Um, <laughs> and Adam? Yeah. I uh, didn't know they're actually related, if you can believe. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Adam Driver oh. is Minnie Driver's dad. <laughs> oh, I believe that. <laughs> oh, 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 um, I ship them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she scoops up Bob, puts him back in the the basket because Quillamine is like she's gonna wake the whole household if he doesn't shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, then does the the trip happen here or the no? Later? Much the trip later. happens like forty five minutes into this episode. My goodness, <laughs> yes. And then it's Hastings and Poirot at the train station, right? Yes. yes. So and Adam Driver and Minnie Driver are not related. No, or so you claim. Yeah. So the internet claims. <laughs> so the internet. Okay, claims. I want to see what ancestry information they pulled. To, to make me to make them so sure that there's no relation. As far as they know is is the consensus. <laughs> got a quick question. Mm-hmm. Melissa, did you think that was true? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mini driver. No, Mini driver is, I believe, older than Adam. No, number no. one. No, I mean, I thought they were like cousins or something. I didn't think. <laughs> Adam Driver was her dad. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Mini Driver is fully from England. I fully demand that this... Cl- okay, I have relatives in England. Oh, that's fair. I oh. think we need to take this clip and then ask on Twitter, Mini Driver, can you <laughs> confirm or deny? <laughs> All I want is an interaction with Mini Driver, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, how do you like them apples? Um, so They could be cousins of some sort, anyway. Yeah. Hopefully kissing. Um, I'm so sorry. So, we're at the Arendelle household. I'm so- no, we're at the train station. We're still there. 
We're so, at the Arendelle Estate. Train Manor. station. We're okay. at Windermere, the train station. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a bit with his luggage. Oh, yes. Uh, they they're mishandling Poirot's luggage around. And he hates it. And he hates it. And they go to a dock. They go to a dock. And they go to watch the launch of a boat. There's yeah, tons of tons of people there. And it made me think, is this what people oh, did what? before television? Yes. Yeah. They just all went to events like a boat launch. Or we should bring that back. Dogs run around. Well, this is also uh, is being highly publicized because he is going to attempt to break a record, a speed record, on water. Yes, uh, making it uh, under twenty nine seconds and some change. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing like a full mile in the water that's been marked and measured out. Yeah. Yes, and this man who's attempting it is Charles, a friend yes. of Hastings. Yes. Um, and they go to this boating club, and they meet a couple of folks there. Oh yeah, uh, everyone. The is... wife, no, the sister mm-hmm. Teresa. Sister yes. Teresa. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then, uh, the 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 um. You're talking about the trip sisters. No, I'm I'm talking about uh, the the person with the kids. Oh, Bella. Bella, thank you. Arabella Bella. and her husband Jacob. And uh, all I could think of was, was Twilight the whole time. <laughs> oh, Bella and Jacob. Ah, yeah. it didn't occur to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't That's put the two names fun. together because Who I was thinking. I'm sorry. Oh, what? Which team were you? Oh, Jacob. He was like long haired and muscular. Like that's obviously gonna be like my go to. Okay. <laughs> Melissa? I, I was Team Edward. Oh, we have a divide. But I, for like very clear reasons. Like this is not <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's gonna divide Melissa and I, because we know where we're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh team didn't read the books, enjoyed the first movie, and that's the only one I saw. And there you go. Was, My uh, favorite thing was going to, I think it, it was one of the Twilight films with my then girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the midnight showing. Mm. And I remember just turning to someone in line and being like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for Jennifer Lopez in the backup plan. This is the line, right? <laughs> Did not go over well with... Uh, <laughs> That's so with funny. anybody, girlfriend included. <laughs> that, that was oh, back goodness. when they were doing book premieres as well, which was quite fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Remember when people would stand in line for like the um, uh, the video stations? Hmm. What? <laughs> like the, you know, um, the consolation uh, systems. Consoles? Yep. Mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> Tristan, are you going to leave that very long pause in our podcast? <laughs> you fuck Deutschwach. know it. Uh-huh. Yep. But not that. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Then okay, so we the trip sisters. All of the oh, sorry. Go ahead. Then the trip sisters show up, and they're like, "Oh no, Poirot! The, the, this man's gonna die. We've seen a premonition." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "We saw blood in the water." And Teresa is like, "Do not pay attention to these fools." Yeah, and they then we also meet. Are um, so silly. I love them. Yes, and we also meet Emily, right? Emily Arundel. Yes, absolutely. Yes. She's there. Um, and so is Bob. Bob's hanging out, and, you know. We learn that Emily has put the money into the construction of this boat that is supposed to break the record. Like, she's completely yes. bankrolling all of Charles's effort. So she yes. is Aunt Emily to Charles, Teresa, and Bella, I believe. Yes. Yeah. 
And is, tr- uh, so is she doesn't Teresa have... married? Not as no. far as no. I can tell. No. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I just remembered as I said it. Okay. And so the he he tries to go and do break the sound wave barrier. Ah. Um and uh his his boat sketches on fire. <laughs> and then um yep. he manages to jump out and go to another boat and go to safety. He does not break the record. He does not break the record. We go to the estate. Off to the house. <laughs> yes, we go to the estate, and Poirot and Hastings come in, and they hear Charles yelling. No, Emily. Emily yelling. That she at he is not getting one more cent out of her, and he gets so mad, and he yells back at her, and he's like, "I would do anything." I tell you anything. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I won't let anyone stand in my way, not even you. Yeah. And then they all have dinner, right? Yeah, but first we see Poirot's face, and he's not saying it, but you know he thinks it's Delore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That is absolutely right. Um,. Then they have dinner. They have dinner. Uh, the okay. trip sisters say, "Oh, we have a visitor." Oh my gosh! Of course, right. yeah. Oh, this is. And the, best. the doors blow open. <laughs> and you hear, you hear um, this wind. <laughs> yeah, and I forget which sister exactly. I forget the name. But one of the sisters gets up, goes over to the door, and says, "Welcome, welcome, friend." And you can see. Her body kind of straightens in yeah. a way. Like her posture has shifted. And she is now inhabiting the ghost of uh, General Arundel, who is Emily's father or grandfather? Yes. One okay. of the two. <laughs> who has a message. And it's that the danger that they, the danger, the presence they felt in the water this afternoon has moved. It's only receded to gather its strength and is now coming back for Emily. And then she turns to someone and said, do you have a, during this process, do you have a, what is it, a, a, she turns to Poirot and says, "Do you have an EM in your in your family?" MP, an MP, and he's like, "Yes, I do. My like aunt or something." And she's like, "Ooh," basically, f- thus furthering her her psychic abilities. Um, and then they all go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and oddly enough, she ends, you know, this trance in Greek. Right. Yes. And the um, Jacob uh, translates, I believe, because he is great. Yes. Yeah. And so they've gone to bed and in the middle of the night, you see a figure coming into Poirot's room. And it's Hastings. Yes. (laughs) And... He comes over to to Poirot and says, oh, Poirot, can you not sleep? Are are you having trouble sleeping too? And Poirot's like, no, mon ami. (laughs) I am having a fine time sleeping. And uh, Hastings just turns the light on. Poirot is so annoyed. And he just, Hastings just sits right down. He's like, how do they know that MP was part of it. I can't stop thinking about it. I don't maybe there's something to the supernatural thing. And Poirot says, I am sensing a presence and I think it is a family member of yours and uh hmm J H Yes, my Uncle Jack <laughs> And then Poirot <laughs> Like, snaps to attention and says, it's guesswork. <laughs> it would be your English. You, of course you have a relative with the first initial J, John or Jack. Of course you do. And 
Same thing with Marie uh, or M in French, Belgian. So, you know. Yeah. This is what it is. Go back to bed. Everything's fine. Then it's the trip, right? Yes. Now, we've been talking about this trip for some time. <laughs> um, it's beautiful. They go to Connecticut. They see the leaves change. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Emily is walking around the christmas tree she's rocking around the christmas tree <laughs> yeah and she goes downstairs and she just fully trips in slow motion um down the steps and weirdly gets replaced by what is clearly a full man as she does so hey that a is night. a very handsome woman okay yeah. <laughs> it's yes it Too handsome for my double that is not her yeah yeah, and she falls all the way down the stairs, and then there's obviously everyone runs down, and um, uh, wait, wait, uh, wait, what is um, his name? Jacob. Oh. Uh, Jacob like, comes Bob? down. The dog's name is Bob <laughs> Tristan. Yeah, like, honestly. <laughs> Jacob is a doctor. We should mention that. Oh yeah, he is. And he goes to Emily, and she he goes, oh, she's not dead. Great. At least not yet. Um, and. Everyone's like, oh, ah, ooh, uh, ooh, ah, wow. And then and... these daggone kids out of <laughs> nowhere, Bella and Jacob's children, Katya and the other one. Um, Liz, Lise, Les. Alexis. Lexis. Lexis. We got there. All right. Um, they're like, we found this ball on the top of the on the landing. It must have been she must have fallen on the tripped on it and then fallen down the stairs. My favorite thing that they say in this episode, like the my the thing that I uh, my ear latched onto, that is a term that we don't use in the states. I, at least I haven't heard it. Uh, is stood on the ball instead of tripped oh, over yeah. it, which makes sense. She must have. Yeah, she must have stood on the ball and then fall down the stairs in slow motion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and so, um, so they all think it's Bob's fault. And Bob is like, um, everyone better get your story straight because it was not me. I am a good dog. Yes. And then the scene that you were talking about, Melissa, yeah. occurs where Emily goes to Poirot. Yeah. And, and she goes, basically everyone inherits my will mm -hmm. from my will. What would you do? And Poirot says, change your will to someone you trust, a friend, and don't tell anyone, not even. Well, don't tell the friend, rather. Yeah. I thought that he also suggested that he, she keep changing it. And oh, that's funny. And, uh, Keep them all guessing so everyone had a good reason to keep her alive. <laughs> like maybe yeah. she'd change it again. Ooh, um, ooh, yeah. Which is a wild. That's actually very smart. Yeah, it is smart. It's also a, quite a way to live. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. So she does that. Yeah. But uh, Poro is looking around and he finds the little eye. Because with their, yeah, they're blaming it on the ball. But he finds mm -hmm. the little eye in the wall. And there's a chair on the um, landing for some reason. Yeah. I love sitting in the middle of the stairs on a rocking chair. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, Listen, some of us get winded. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why. Oh, she is yeah. old. Yeah. That's fair. And it is like near a window. Maybe someone sits and looks out. It's mm -hmm. a pretty big landing, to be fair. Yeah. So, so uh, Poirot sits in it, and Bella says that he she wants to talk to him at the club later. Yes, it's not safe here. No, right, right, yeah. It's and he too goes, risky. Well, and they go. He says, "Well, will they let me into the club? Because I'm a foreigner. I know that uh, Jacob's not allowed in the club." And she goes, "Yeah, but you're famous, so it's fine." Um, it's cool. It should be also noted that Bella and Jacob are planning on moving back to Greece mm -hmm. because Jacob has la lost his license to practice medicine in the United Kingdom. 
because mm-hmm. of xenophobia, presumably. Yeah, probably. Um. So, what happens next? Well, they go to the club. I they don't remember what Bella says to him. I thought that I did. But now I'm uh, now no, I just I'm unsure if it comes later. No, it's what I'm thinking of comes later. Okay, maybe it wasn't. I think this. I think they do um, impart the information about the grease move as well as you know the things going on with her husband. Sure. Yes, that he's hot tempered and and sometimes frightens her, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um. And Jacob also has a conversation with Emily at the club. And yes. she has, it should be noted that it was very uh, well framed earlier that she is taking liver capsules. And that's all mm-hmm. they say on them. They're little capsules because her, her liver bothers her. Yes. And Jacob is like, you shouldn't take those stupid things. They don't do anything. Let me give you better medicine. Um. And also, which freaks everybody out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, the other uh, doctor in this, who is like Wilhelmina's friend, has also basically told, um, told told her like you don't need to take those things. They don't do anything. They're like, you know, they're not bad for you, but they also don't do anything. So Jacob gives her a concoction. That is in a little bottle that has his name on it. I'm like, I mixed this. Mixed by this doctor. It's very yeah. old-fashioned medicine. You know, very, very quaint uh, in today's day and age. But, uh, yes. And he also finds out that Poirot is saying, you know, is like encourage, kind of uh, confirming or, you know, He's not trying to convince her otherwise when she says that she's concerned for her, her life. And so he later yeah. confronts Poirot and Hastings and is like, stop talking to her. Why are you scaring her? She's fine. Ah. And he seems like he's got a hot temper and uh, is generally disliked. Yeah. Um. A little bit later on, maybe a couple days later, um, Emily is hanging out with the sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Trip sisters, right? Is that what they're called? Yeah, the Trip yeah, sisters, the sisters. And Wilhelmina. Will- and Wilhelmina. So they're hanging out. Bob's there. The whole uh, group is sitting around in the living room, and Will- uh, she's not feeling well. Emily is not feeling well. And so she says, Go get my bag. I want to take this tonic that Jacob has made for me. And I'm like, you sure you want to take that? He's Greek. She says, shut up. Yes, I would very much like to take this tonic. And she takes a little bit of it, walks outside towards the garden. And a green smoke, a mist, if you will, emanates from her mouth. And then she collapses dead. As this green mist is leaving her mouth, this trip sisters then go, oh gosh. And now we get to watch as her spirit leaves her body. (laughs) She's crossing over. And I'm just like, y'all are not going to help. No one's going to do it. We're just going to watch her die. Not alert, alert anybody. Nobody. No way. You're not going to somebody inside, like to use the phone to call Jacob, who lives down the street, who is a doctor. We're not going <laughs> to call Dr. Granger, the one y'all trust. Okay, we're just going to stand here. Cool. <laughs> uh, yep. And she's dead. Um, and then, is it? it's Bob, right, that runes up to Poirot and Hastings, who just happened to be on their way to the property. Yes. And Bob has acted excitable around Poirot before, and Poirot is one of the few people that can get him to sit. 
which is very nice. They bond very quickly. But yes, they run over to he runs over to Hastings and Poirot, and then very lassie style, they run after him. And Poirot is like, oh no, she's dead. <laughs> so the coroner comes by and says, Oh, well, you know, she died of natural causes, liver failure. Nothing to be done. So of course Poirot's like, Yeah, I think she was murdered. And then promptly continues begins an investigation yes and then he does it and then we figure out who it is <laughs> a couple things do happen in between <laughs> okay let's get into it so uh charles and is it his wife or his sister sister, sister Teresa. i can never tell with these rich people um Teresa are mad sus because they're like, oh, uh, well, we wanted that inheritance. We specifically wanted all the paintings and all this stuff and yada, yada, yada. And so Poirot goes to them and goes, they say, we're going to have our lawyer look at this will and see if we can refute it. Yes, Tyler. I don't think we mentioned the will. (laughs) like the will reveal <laughs> oh uh, Wilhelmina inherits everything which is why will. Teresa and um <laughs> Charles are so upset as you just put yes um yes uh will Amina gets everything <laughs> uh and she seemingly feels bad about it but when Poirot is like well you can just give the money to the family <laughs> she's like um, well, Let's it not to be too hasty go against here. the wishes of <laughs> my friend, right? So, the other thing that she has inherited, of course, is Bob. Yes. And she's like, I don't know what to do with him, but he seems to like you, Poirot. Here you go. And Poirot is like, oh, oh the responsibility. Oh, my goodness. Um... But, of course, he's quite fond of Bob. And Hastings is the most dog person of dog people ever. And so the two Mm -hmm. of them run around with Bob for the rest of the episode on a leash, which is a delight, an absolute delight. There's a scene with Poirot getting very winded because he's not used to walking so much. And waking up before breakfast (laughs) to walk the dog is not in his... uh, In his lexicon basically (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) um so Teresa and charles try to refute the will that's happening and poirot says i think i have a way to i know this happens later in the episode but um i think i have a way to do it so why don't you two just do absolutely nothing and leave it up to poirot and hastings like why did you say that to them it's like so they wouldn't do anything stupid because they're stupid people. <laughs> we cut to then two figures in the night sneaking, like arriving by boat, like a uh, paddle boat to the docks in like the dark of night, creep onto the property and break into the house. Wilhelmina's house. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Wilhelmina's house, formerly uh, of the deceased. Yes. Uh, little greenhouse. And as these two figures break in, well, the doors shut behind them themselves, seemingly, obviously like a draft of wind. Um, And then also the painting of the general falls, which Mm -hmm. wakes Wilhelmina up. She sees one of the figures in her room. She starts screaming, wakes up the um, housekeeper, Sarah. Uh, and the two figures rush out of the house and they see them run off the property, Sarah and uh, Wilhelmina both. So before that, uh, they had found out that Jacob had given her a tonic that she had taken just before she died. And they go to Jacob and Bella's house where Poirot basically tells Jacob, hey, you want to prove you didn't do it? Take some of this tonic. And he has it almost up to his mouth before Poirot stops him. And says, 
I believe you would have taken it, but it's possible someone else tampered with it. So thanks for confirming that for me. Uh, You also get the sense that Bella and Jacob are having some marital trouble. She doesn't seem to really like the idea of going back to Greece. Yes. So. Um, And then also uh, Poirot sends it off to the lab at Scotland Yard. The not, (laughs) not, not Bella. (laughs) Um, The, the tonic. Yeah. Um, So that also happens. Um, And then after these two figures uh, escape, Poirot is like, there's a lot of pairs in this case. Before all of this. So that, and uh, because they want Emily to speak to them. And they get the whole cast of characters there. And a lot of them think it's really stupid. But they're sitting there and Emily basically... Emily, the spirit of Emily, quote unquote, says it was Bob. Bob did it. She says Robert. And everyone's like, there's no Robert here. And Poirot's like, Monsieur Bob. (laughs) And everyone's like, the dog? Yes. So, of course, Poirot says, I don't think that's right. And goes about the rest of the episode wanting to clear Bob's good name. Because I think they all misunderstood what the spirit was saying, which was uh, that Robert eased her into her passing. Mm-hmm. And if you recall, like the dog is next to the body, but I thought it was more, and we'll find out later whether I'm correct or not, that, you know, he was just a source of comfort in the end, mm. is what I took it as in the moment. Mm-hmm. And when uh, Poirot interviews Wilhelmina, she says that she, on the day that um, Emily tripped down the stairs, Bob was fussing and Wilhelmina saw a figure in the mirror who didn't see their head, but could just see in the mirror from like neck down the torso holding Bob. And it was a, uh, this figure had a robe on that said on it, T.A. And so everyone's trying to figure out who T.A. is. Um, And Wilhelmina said, please put, you know, put him in his bed so he doesn't wake the whole house. Yes. And after the break-in, she asks the doctor friend to stay with her so she feels better. And they're clearly like, ooh. Um... Yes. Um, Dr. Granger? Yeah, thank you. No relation to Hermione. Right. None. That we know of. Could be. Also a doctor, but dentist. Sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, because they're dentists. Um, uh, sorry, I, had a, I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had a text message that I was like, what? <laughs> um so, uh, so she, he's staying there, and then she goes, "Yeah, I was crazy how because um, the trip sisters come and visit afterwards to try and comfort them, and then then it takes forever for them to leave. And then uh, as they're going off, she's like, "Yeah, it was crazy how Emily's spirit just left her body." He's like, "Excuse me," he's like, "Yeah, it was green. I would have thought white or or something else, but he's like." There was green gunk coming out of this woman's <laughs> mouth. Oh, I have to call somebody. And she he calls up Bella and says, Hey, does uh, Jacob have any phosphorus around? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I'm merely yeah. the wife of a doctor. She's I like, don't... I got phos for me. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> it is phos for us, comrade. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he's like, oh, don't, 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 don't tell him that I called, please. And then she's like, okay, and hangs up. And then Jacob's immediately there, and he goes, who called? And she's like, uh, 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 and then it cuts away. And previously. Bella had come in, I think with Dr. Granger, with somebody else uh, being there for moral support, and confessed to Poirot 
that she found Jacob beating their child. Yes. So she's very frightened of Jacob, and it's not going well for them. So it seems. So that night, we see Mm -hmm. a gloved hand come in uh, right next to the bedroom of Dr. John Granger and turns a uh, knob on the heater to let in carbon monoxide into his room. And he very dramatically is poisoned by the carbon monoxide in his room. And (laughs) Wilhelmina and Sarah, the maid, come in and find him dead. Very dead. Yeah. And so the um, law enforcement finally is like, okay, this is weird now. We can look into the the death of Emily at this point. We can excuse one murder, but two? No, not in our town. Yeah. This is too suspicious for natural causes to be the the default. We should take a break. Yeah, I think so as well. Hi, everybody. This is Tristan Miller's Saucy Sleuth again. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com. Check out all their great content there. Um, a lot of a lot of podcasts. They've been up and doing the live streams again. A lot of video game live streams. So check them out at Scavengers Network on Twitch.tv. You can also buy stuff that I made. <laughs> I designed it. Me. It's your boy. Um... Uh, at at teespring.com slash the mill link in the show notes we got some great mugs we got some great hugs virtually to send you passing it off i wish we had pugs but we wouldn't send them to you we would just cuddle them um yes you can find us on social media at adc pod on instagram Twitter, and Facebook. Please, if you like the show, go to your podcatcher of choice and leave us a nice five-star review. Thank you so much. It's your favorite cop and a half here, here to tell you that we have a Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash adcpod today. For as low as a dollar, you can receive bonus episodes and content to the Amateur Detective Club. And for $10 a month, you can even place an ad for yourself or your business during this time. Visit patreon.com slash adcpod to view all member uh, membership levels and see what perks follow. Visit patreon.com slash adcpod. And as always, I have forgotten until you mention the tier at which you get a shout out. Rich Gilberto. My friend and yours requires me to say, please, for the love of God, (laughs) find something else for me to say, but soup. I prefer an ass stew myself. What? And I realized, based on our earlier conversation, this is my chance to plug one thing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. (laughs) On Friday, December 18th, at 7.30 p.m., on the Dunvegan Productions Facebook page, A Prophet's Gamble will stream live. This is a new play by Lane McLeod Jackson, directed by Tyler Riley, also known as Cop and a Half, on the Amateur Detective Club. This play takes place the night before author pulls the sword from the stone. And how the Knights of the Round Table came to be. A Prophet's Gamble, streaming on Facebook Live, December 18th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You all like a question. You all like the British monarchy. You watch The Crown, I'm sure. A lot of people watch The Crown. That sounds very enticing. I prefer old English monarchy myself. So 
even more so for me. I just prefer Old English. Pass me that 40. <laughs> That's I... what the youth do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very in touch with the youth of the time. Uh... Back to the show! So, we got two dead. Nothing left to lose. Um, nothing left to lose. So, well, in old English, nothing left to loot. L U T E. I say you are a liar, sir. Oh, L Y R E. Mhm. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically Poirot's decided that Bob will reveal the answer to him. And so they're hanging out on the dock with Charles. Um, because at one point, Hastings, Hastings has to pay Charles's bill, because he hasn't. And he brings it up. He's like, oh, you're not going to do it? He's like, oh, I must have slipped my mind. And he clearly has no intention of, of paying Hastings back, which is quite rude. Um, also, at a certain point at the club, we see uh, a waiter hardly know her, um, pour in salt to the salt shakers. And, and Poirot is like, how often do you do that? It's like, oh, every couple of days, sometimes a week, sometimes three days. It just depends on how quickly people use them, I suppose. And he's like, oh, um, and so he says, he says to this man, thank you, my friend. You are brilliant. You are most excellent. Yeah. And he's like, and the guy's like, which, coincidentally, is the same thing that the Yingying twins said while watching this particular episode. Uh, before they wrote their hit, shake it like a salt shaker. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, from there, we're on the dock. Um, Charles has uh, fixed the boat and is polishing her up. And he's using his own special compound uh, based out of phosphorus. And we're like, ooh. And then Bob uh, goes over to the boat and looks at his reflection and says, yip, 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 yap, yip, 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 yap, 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 yip, yip. And Poirot is like, I got it. And he assembles everybody. (sighs) Tyler, yes. Now I just thought of something dumb. (laughs) (laughs) You have to share now. There's a parlor reveal in the last episode as well, and that took place on a golf course, and I could have said it was a parlor to get them into the parlor reveal, and I'm very upset that I didn't say it. (laughs) Oh, you were right. That is dumb. Uh... So what it comes down to basically is uh, Poirot absolves Jacob with the lab results of his concoction. Um, And what it comes down to is the initials in the robe monogram were reversed because she saw it in a mirror. So he's like, well... Who is A.T. then? And it's Annabella. Arabella. Arabella. What's the last name? Uh, oh, gosh. It's Greek. Troutman? No, it's because it's Jacob's last name and it's a Greek last yeah. name. Uh, it's like T-A-I-N-O-S. Yeah, Tanios or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's not on the IMDb, the last name. Or Tanios. Okay. But yes, um, her initials are... R-A-T. And it was her who had done it. And they're like, why? And she's like, I hate Jacob. I wanted to see him go. I wanted to see him die because we moved here. And he used to be so different and so confident. And once we moved here, he's awful. He just changed and he became a weakling and a coward. And I hated him so much. I wanted my my family to have better, my kids to have better, me to have better. And I would have got away with it too if it weren't for you meddling Belgian. No wonder Candace Owens has a portrait of this woman above her bed. 
And she, but she thought also if Emily died, that they would inherit a lot of money. So she would be able to kill two birds with one stone by framing up her husband and killing Emily to get that that sweet inheritance money. Yes. Not only that, she was like, well, we all would have inherited it and would have benefited the entire family. So Poirot, you really just screwed over everybody in this family and I would have done it again. (laughs) So Bella did the murders, but who broke into the house? Yes. Well, it was the other bumbling siblings, (laughs) Charles and Teresa. The sticky bandits. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. So, but, but yes, they didn't do the murders. They're like, we just broke in that one time. <laughs> it's also a crime, but less serious. Yeah. Indeed. So um, we have one more thing to resolve in this very important story. Well, yes. Maybe two things, according to Tristan. Well, yes. Um, at some point, uh, Poirot visits the Trip sisters and is like, oh, can you take Bob off my hands? You guys seem to like him. And they're like, no, we already have a dog. And they're like, oh, I don't see one. And it's just, no, the spirit of a dog. (laughs) And they're like, oh, okay. Um, This is a one-dog household, and that includes dog ghosts. Yes. Ghost dogs. Yeah. So they come back, and Poirot says, guess what? I'm a medium, too. And I spoke to the spirit of your old dog who died three years ago. And he said, it's cool if my moms decide to get another dog. And they say, oh, well, then that's fine if it's all right with him. And so they take in the dog and these ridiculous old ladies who are totally horny for murder and (laughs) death and ghosts. Buy the shirts on Teespring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They take in Miss, Monsieur Bob and and thus the best character in Poirot history is safe. Though yes. I cannot wait for the future episodes of Poirot where we just see Albert haunting the offices uh, of Poirot and Miss Lemon and company. Oh, the, the previous dog? Yeah. Yeah. As revenge. I can't wait. It's going to be <laughs> swell. <laughs> uh, we also uh, learn that Wilhelmina has decided, after this has all been revealed, to impart some of the money, like to give out shares of the inheritance to members of the family that did not try to kill anyone. Yes. That was the second thing. The episode is over. I want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was interesting about this is, like, once again, we've spoken about this before, that, like, Hastings goes off to the Argentine in the books after last week's episode. But he's just back, and I wonder if they follow up with that at all in the series. I did a little bit of research, and in this, this book is apparently the second to last Poirot book Oh, that Hastings is narrator in. Oh. So it's totally bonkers out of order. That's uh, interesting. So, I don't know. We do get things out of order in this series, like, already, you know. So it makes sense that, you know, they're kind of just playing fast and loose with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the episode very much. Um, I'd say probably, like, an 8 out of 10. I enjoyed it. All the characters were fun. Um, it does follow this kind of the Scooby-Doo once again of like you get this character introduced and then you kind of talk to her a little bit, but not really. Um, I think exploring the xenophobia is interesting, but in a way that doesn't um, condone it, which is very nice. Uh, my wife. Um, and also... I don't know. The mystery was solid. I didn't necessarily see it coming. I was, I was also shut off my brain and was like, okay, just watch the episode and see what happens. Um, there's a lot of uh, fun stuff with the dog. It kind of reminds me of that absolutely wild episode of Murder, She Wrote. 
Um, and uh, it, it, it's very funny in places. Uh, there's several jokes, which I enjoyed. And uh, yeah, I, I very more than serviceable episode of Poirot. Very solid. So uh, one thing that we didn't quite clear up when we were doing our recap is that the reason the salt shaker thing was important is because uh, Bella had been slowly poisoning um, Emily by taking her liver capsules and tossing poison uh, phosphorus into them. So it had been building up over time. And it just happened to be like the moment after she took this concoction that was mm. when she died. Uh, but she was feeling very unwell right before she took the concoction that Jacob made, um, which is, you know, why she was like, oh, let me take this concoction. Maybe it'll help me feel better. Let me try something new. But yeah, so it was a slow acting poison and it was building up over time. Um and I wanted to be sure to clear that up before I gave my rating, because as soon as I saw the liver pills, before anything happened with deaths or crime or anything, as soon as I saw that happening, I knew exactly that that was the method of murder. I knew that those pills were being poisoned and that she was being slowly poisoned over time. That was right. the thing I figured out. And I was very proud of myself for it. Sometimes I get very excited when I figure something out about the murder. Um, I was actually, as soon as she took the concoction that Jacob made, I was like, if it is Jacob, I'm going to be angry. Like I started out this episode thinking it was going to be the best episode of Poirot ever, but that would have knocked it down like one to two points for me if it was Jacob. And I'm so glad it wasn't. I'm so glad that they did not do that thing because they mm -hmm. did actually work to, you know, uh, make xenophobia bad, <laughs> like mm -hmm. frame it in a bad light, as opposed to some others that don't work as hard to, uh, to condemn it. Um, so uh, 10 out of 10, I loved this episode so much. It is wacky and ridiculous. And the characters are wild and Bob is the best ever. He's so cute and he is the best little detective and him and Poirot, their, their chemistry is fire. And I would watch this over and over again. Loved it. Very good. I will say I I had the same thing where I was like, those capsules are kind of come into play. I, initially, I thought it was a combined murder between Jacob and some, like two people were trying to murder her. And then it just happened that those two chemicals like expedited the process or something. But yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you said, Melissa. And that was the case. Uh, it was a chemical reaction, I think, between the tonic that Jacob had procured with the mix of the pills is what caused that ethereal glow, I think, uh, Granger alluded to before his death or whatever. Um, but yes, for me... Oh, this episode... Uh, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I had a really great time with it. Uh, there were things... I wanted it to be 10 out of 10, but there were some things that just took it down. <laughs> the attempt at a jump scare, I appreciated it. <laughs> but it just went the other direction, uh, unintentionally, uh, where... As Granger is dying, like, he falls, and then, like, two seconds later, he jumps right back up on screen, only to collapse once more. <laughs> and it was just very comical. <laughs> um, I was hoping that when Poirot had reached out to Scotland Yard, that we were going to at least get, like, a phone call from Jap, and that mm -hmm. took it down for me. Um... But there were bright spots, obviously. The trips were a trip. Um, I loved loved the dog. I can't say that enough. The dog is so good. I want to look at that dog's IMDb page to see what else uh, Stubby is up to. Snubby? Snubby. 
the music wasn't repetitive uh, as much as previous episodes, and I I quite enjoyed that. Um, I had a really hard time with the Jacob stuff. Uh, I mean, I appreciated what they did in the long run, uh, as we all talked about, but it really was kind of... Even at the end, when it's revealed that, you know, his wife was behind it all, it just felt to me like so many of those stories that I used to hear growing up, like in the news about, you know, a person of color or an immigrant is married to this person, and then they use that to their advantage when things go south in a relationship. So like make it look like they have committed some sort of crime, whether it's kidnapping their own children and the like. So it, it was really just brought up a bunch of um, horrible feelings, but in the for the right reasons, because Bella is a despicable character. She is not meant to, you know, she wasn't written, at least in this instance, uh, to be a sympathetic character whatsoever. So for that reason, like that kind of worked for me, but it was something I did kind of struggle with kind of while watching, especially, you know, with the allegations of beating, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like very, you know, rough. Yeah, I agree. And I assume she was lying about all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, even sadder, you know, um, talking to you, it goes up to a nine, nine and a half. This was a really good episode. I had very few complaints about it, which I I have to now realize, like, oh, that means it's a very good episode. (laughs) And I also just love, like, we got to see Poirot teasing Hastings (laughs) a bit more than usual, which was, like, really nice and fun. Um, And yeah, uh, we got closure with all the characters. We know that Charles gave up on you know his boat dreams like he is now you know going to move to utah to attempt you know trying to be fast on land instead um yep zipping around in the desert yeah melissa you had something okay (laughs) but yeah everything's tied up quite neatly in a bow and it's a very good episode and well adapted. Hopefully we'll have to see once we get to the novel, if we ever do. And I think this is, I can say by now, like so far, my easily my favorite series finale of Apara. Yeah. So you usually have been quite critical of them in the past, but this, this I quite liked. Yeah. This one for me is up there with the episode where, Jap talks about how great Poirot is at the yeah. uh, mm-hmm. at the like lecture that he does, and Poirot has been all grumpy all episode. Like that episode is also, I think I gave that a ten too because yeah. these are like ideal episodes. And yeah, what I was gonna say is, I it's not like perfect, but for the television show for this series for Poirot Agatha Christie's Poirot, this is for me, one of the best examples of what it can be. Um, and mm-hmm. that is, that's why it's rated so highly. Like the flaws, I was like, whatever, <laughs> like I can ignore. <laughs> so, um, and also yeah. like this dog, my goodness. So good. Such yeah. a good dog. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just like a lot of really good character moments as well with Poirot and like when they go on the walk and he has that like stool that he uses to sit down and just chill and talk to the dog. The chemistry between Suchet and this dog is very good. Yeah. Why don't you all let the people know what we're doing next? So we are going to take a little bit of a break for the holidays. We have been so happy to be able to produce an episode pretty much every week for all of the COVID times. And we do want to continue doing that for the most part, but that means we need to take a break now. So we're going to do that for the month of December, except we will have one episode, one very special holiday episode for you. 
look for more information on our social media. Again, that's ADC Pod on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for what we're going to do. And that episode is most likely going to be out on December 21st. Mm-hmm. Right in time for the holidays for you. Yes. Right in time for you to not listen to it on your commute. You should listen to it at home for the holidays. While you're making a big dinner or something. Yeah. Or while you're heavily drinking. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, drunk Melissa, or not drunk, but but wine, three three glasses of wine Melissa will probably come back for this episode. I think that can be arranged. Uh, yeah, we should do a nighttime... We should do a nighttime eggnog special. Heck yeah. Uh, Ooh, the sleuth won't be the only thing saucy that night. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. Nope, to a close. (laughs) Gavel sound. Yip, yip. Yap, yap. Yip, 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 yap. Yap, yip, yip, yip. These are the sounds a dog makes. (laughs) 